0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many blessings you've poured upon us, the awesome time that we've had in fellowship and some lifting up to the prayer concerns. Please consider all those prayer concerns, the spoken and the unspoken and so many things that are going on. And please be with us now as we get back into your word. Open our hearts and minds so we can receive the message and apply it in the right way. Encourage us to go out and share it with others as well. Thank you oh so much for the opportunity you've given us to be able to be a part of your work. So pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Jesus controls the climate. We hear a lot about climate change these days to the point where it's just annoying. So much belly aching of these people that have no idea of reality that are hung up about climate change. There's been a lot of things that have been spread around. A lot of lies and myths and false teaching has been spread around for many years. I remember back in the 70s they were talking about that there's going to be a... Ice aged. that if we don't change things, then another ice age is going to kick in. Well, that didn't happen. Then well, the ozone layer is dissolving, and when it goes away, we're all going to die from the rays of the sun. Well, that didn't happen either. And then global warming, the earth is getting warmer, we're all going to die. It's all going to get hot and, and die. Well, that didn't happen either. So now well, they just rolled it all together, and they call it climate change. So that way, if the temperature goes up or goes down, If it rains or if it's drought, then they got it covered. Then they can control the people and tax people and control their behavior and dominate over people. And and that's what it's all about, their own selfish, greedy gain and and fear-mongering among the higher-ups that try to control the people. But ultimately, the Lord is in control of all that. One of the crazy things they talk about is your carbon footprint. Well, you don't want to have much of a carbon footprint well, all life forms are carbon-based. Therefore, everything has a carbon footprint. Organic life is carbon-based. And in chemistry, the word organic means chemical compounds with, a, with carbon in them. So if you want something that is organic, it sounds like, oh, that's a good thing these days. Get something organic. Well, everything that is in living substance, whether it be plant matter or animal matter, is organic at its essence, at its core. Everything is carbon-based that has any kind of life in it or has had any kind of life in it. And yet they say, well, that's, that's a pollutant carbon footprint. Well, don't produce any more carbon. You cannot produce more carbon. All you can do is move carbon around from one place to the other, issue it here or there, or dissolve it here or there, or spread it here and there. It's like the oceans. The oceans absorb carbon. They also produce a little bit of carbon as well, but they absorb carbon. So the oceans are very important as a carbon balance. The Lord has things in place to control everything on this planet, all the substances. He has it designed perfectly, and He is controlling it. Every raindrop is in His power and control. Every snowflake that He designs as it's being formed, He's designed that and lets it fall. He is in total and ultimate control of everything. And this all of creation is on a decline because of the sin of man. He cursed this planet in Genesis and it is continuing to suffer. The great flood that covered the entire planet was part of God's judgment upon this planet which was a major transition in the climate before the flood. We had the perfect greenhouse effect. Now they want to warn you against greenhouse effect. Oh, greenhouse effect is horrible. It's bad. It's Well, it was perfect before. But it's just mankind trying to steal the works of God and apply it to man. Saying that man has power and authority over the planet and over The climate, that we can control the climate. So, you got these so called scientists that have come up with all kinds of ideas to try to alter the climate. They've tried for many, many years to alter the climate, to try to make it rain somewhere or try to use climate as a weapon in war. But they have failed every time because Jesus Christ controls the climate, not mankind. Mankind was given dominion over. The animals, when he created his planet, he gave mankind dominion over the fish of the sea and over the animals, but not over the planet itself. Jesus Christ controls the planet. We have been given the stewardship, like we were studying earlier in Genesis, to take care of what he has blessed us with, including this planet. Therefore, we do have a responsibility not to pollute it, not to mess it up, not to harm the animals. That is our responsibility as stewards. But don't let that responsibility make you think that you have authority to alter God's design, to change what God has put into place and what he controls day in and day out. We will be held accountable what we have done with what he has blessed us with, including the environment and the animals. Therefore, we need to be responsible not to pollute unnecessarily because that makes it harmful for animals or us. Makes life uncomfortable. But it's not going to change the planet in a way that it's going to cause the climate to change. That's ridiculous. It's not going to destroy the planet. Mankind could do everything you possibly could imagine. Every person in the world could do everything they could right now to try to destroy the planet. They couldn't do it. Jesus Christ controls it. He will see to it that it is destroyed at the right time. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power is given to Jesus Christ. All of it. He hasn't given that to man. He has the power. He has the control. He has the authority. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, where it speaks of how Jesus Christ is God and he spoke everything into existence because he is the word. Anywhere you see in the, in the Genesis where it's speaking of the creation and God said, God said, that's Jesus Christ speaking as the gospel of John reads in John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Everything in existence and all of the cosmos was spoken into existence by Jesus Christ. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. That all men through him might believe he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. See these false teachers, these Antichrist bunch that worship Gaia, Mother Nature, are in denial. They have seen the light because the light has been revealed to all mankind. They see it, but they deny it, they turn away from it, they block their eyes. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, which were born not of the blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, Full of grace and truth, Jesus Christ. He is the creator. He spoke everything into existence. Everything around us is controlled by Him. It all belongs to Him, just like it says in Colossians chapter 1. Where it reads in chapter 1 Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints, And faithful brethren in Christ, which are in Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, which means ultimate authority. And he is the ultimate authority. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to All the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit, as it doeth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth. As ye also learned of Ephesus. Our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. This is quite a praise that Paul is giving to this church at Colossae. As it continues For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to praise, to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That is something that we all need to strive for, to know the perfect will of God, to have the knowledge that is available. When we have full knowledge and understanding of the will of God and the power of Jesus Christ, when we hear these ridiculous things being brought up by the so-called scientists and so forth, we can stand firmly on the Word of God and proclaim their ignorance and teach them so they can come from that Ignorance into knowledge and understanding of the power that Jesus Christ has over everything. Verse 10 that ye might walk worthy of the Lord in unto all pleasing. Walking worthy in your work for the Lord. Are you worthy to be called a Christian? Are you Christ like? Are you proclaiming Jesus Christ? Are you standing up for Jesus Christ? being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. It is a gift it is given us to let us be able to be a part of the work who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, when he saved us, he took us out of that darkness, that ignorance that mankind has before they understand and know Jesus Christ. Give me thanks unto the Father which hath made us to meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. He has forgiven us for everything that we have done wrong. All the false teaching that we may have been a part of or have fallen into and shared with others, He has forgiven us for that. So let it go. There are many that are so resistant to change what they believe because they have taught it for so long. When you go up to a teacher or go up to a so-called professor or a person of higher learning and you show them the reality, you show them the truth, they are resistant to receive that because they have told a lie so long they would be embarrassed to stop telling it and ashamed of what they have done. But we've got to understand, we can give forgiveness for that and then make a difference to help people come out of what we have falsely taught them in the past. In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Speaking of Jesus Christ... For by Him were all things created, everything in existence created by Jesus Christ. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. For Him. It's all created for Him. He is the Creator. He controls it. It's for Him. Verse 17, and He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. It's by Jesus Christ that everything stays in existence. By Jesus Christ, He spoke it into existence, He controls the existence of it, and at the appropriate time, He will take it out of existence. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we can go right back to the authority and the explanation here in Genesis chapter 1, picking up verse 26. God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. All the critters. We have responsibility. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, having dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree that it, which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. In the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus He creates all animals, all life forms, and gives dominion over them. But there's nothing in there about giving them dominion over the weather. No, not at all. They don't have dominion over the weather. Because as it says in Genesis chapter 8, in verse 22, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. He is going to keep the seasons going. The weather's going to change, yes. The weather goes up, the weather goes down, the temperatures up and down, the storms come in, and we see that the storms are on an increase. We see that things are groaning and moaning because that's all part of the plan. He has put everything into existence. He started it all. He cursed it because of the sin of man and at the appropriate time, he's going to destroy all of it. He cautions us about these false teachers that come in trying to say that it's because this has happened or that's happened or such and such has control of it. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, "...beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves." The false prophets. Those, those that have proclaimed that the earth by now would have been destroyed by an ice age, those are the so-called professors. Many of them still holding on positions today. Lie. Ozone layer its going to destroy all of us. Lie. False prophet. False prophet. Global warming. That ain't happening either. False prophet. Climate change. That's way they can cover it in either way. But they're still liars. Jesus Christ is the one that's in control of this earth, not mankind clearly puts it, he clearly says it, but those are the kind of people that we're dealing with. Those are the ones that he speaks of over in Romans chapter one and verse twenty two where it says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They claim that they are intelligent, they claim that they know what's going on, but they are not. they are fools, they are willingly ignorant of the power and authority of Jesus Christ to control everything. They deny that he spoke everything into existence. And they start talking about Mother Nature. I hate when the news people get on there and they say, Mother Nature is really hitting us this week. We're going to have a storm coming in. That is sacrilege. That is total sacrilege. Because they're trying to give credit for the weather to a pagan goddess, Gaia, which they renamed Mother Nature. That's pure paganism. And it is a sacrilege. They should never say such a thing. But yet they are ignorant. They need to wise up, because it tells us we're going to be held accountable for every idle word that we speak, every wrong word that we speak. We are going to be held accountable for it. So be very careful with what you say. In Second Peter chapter three, excuse me, chapter two. In Second Peter chapter two, another caution. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring unto themselves swift destruction. See, they will be held accountable for denying the power and authority of Jesus Christ. And many shall follow their pernicious ways because they're taught that from a very young age to turn against the Lord. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. They speak evil against the Christians. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. Note. Merchandise of you. They're in it for their own selfish gain whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. The Lord's keeping track of it. They're going to be held accountable. They're going to answer for it. One way or the other, they are going to be held accountable. they either going to be forgiven by trusting that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior and Jesus Christ has paid that price for that sin or they're going to fail to ask for forgiveness and they're going to directly themselves be held accountable come judgment day. But I love the way the Lord was addressing Job. When Job was starting to ask questions about what was going on and proclaiming that he had some knowledge or understanding about this or that in Job chapter 38 where it reads, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? gird up thine now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me, where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth, declare if thou hast understanding, and that's what we need to say to those people that have all this bizarre. False teaching about billions of years and about the fossils being around billions of years ago, and how 65 million years ago there was a, a meteor that hit the earth and killed all the dinosaurs. All this crazy stuff that somebody on drugs made up and then started teaching it in schools and then passes it on from generation to generation. And it's just fat, flat out lies, flat out lies. But yet, when you teach a child a lie enough when they're little, they grow up believing it as being the truth. And that's what we have today. A lot of people that think that they know the past. But where were they when it was done? Like He clearly said, Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. They can't. They weren't there. They dig up a fossil and they say, "Ooh, this one is... 13 billion years old. Uh, what does it have a date stamped on the back of it when it was made? No. They ignore the flood. They don't want to believe in the worldwide flood. They don't believe in the fossilization by being buried in rock layers laid down by water. They don't believe that. Because if they believe that, then they have to know and understand there's a God that did that. It's part of judgment for sin. And They don't want to believe in sin. They don't want to believe in judgment so they can stay in their sins. But they need to know that there is going to be a day of accountability. And they need to know by studying the Word of God. When we study the Word of God, we can have the understanding that we need. And it's clearly told us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where Paul teaching young Timothy, picking it up in verse 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. See, Timothy had a godly parent that was looking after him. And Paul was reminding him, Remember your roots, the teaching that comes from the Word of God. I love the way he puts it that. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Consider the source. Where did that information come from? Did it come from the Word of God? Then you can trust it. If it did not come from the Word of God, always question it, always doubt it, always, as it says in the Word of prove it. That means test it and see, is this accurate or is it not? If it lines up with the Word of God, then you can trust in it if it does not line up with the Word of God, you cannot trust in it, just as he says as he continues teaching here. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So all the information that we need to live a God-glorifying life, to be blessed of the Lord, to look forward to many more blessings in the future is found in the Word of God. We study the Word of God. And with the Word of God, we are able to have the doctrine, which is the study and the teaching and the practicing of truth. We can have reproof, that means something to test everything by. We can have the correction that we need to have now and then. When we look in here and we find, oh, I've been doing that and this says I shouldn't be doing that, so I'm going to correct that in my life. We have instructions in righteousness. What we need to do can be found in the Word of God. So that's what we all need to do, study the Word of God. And know that Jesus Christ is in control of everything, including the climate. The climate is going to get weird, it's going to continue to get weird. Everything is changing. All of creation is growing and mowing because of the curse that was upon the planet, and it is going to continue to increase. And like he says in Second Peter in chapter three, we see the ultimate climate change. 2 Peter chapter 3. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and the Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. That's all those false prophets. That's all those false teachers out there. Scoffers walking after their own lusts. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. One of the key things that you find in the false teachers, the false teachers of climate change, is they do not believe in the judgment of the worldwide flood. Period. They don't. Because then they would have to admit that Jesus Christ has control over the climate. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. They're kept in store, they are controlled by Jesus Christ. Kept in store. means That means it's all going to maintain. It's like he said in Genesis 8.22, While the earth remaineth seen time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease under his control. But notice where it says, Reserved unto fire against a day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. He's controlling this now. He's preserving this now. But there will be a day of judgment, of fire. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. He's outside of time. He spoke time into existence. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness, but His suffering to us. We're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's why He's patiently waiting. We see the sin. We see it on the increase. We think, why is the Lord waiting? This place is getting so horrible, so chaotic. Why hasn't He destroyed this place already? Because He's waiting for more to come to Him. But the day of the Lord, that's judgment day, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night into which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. That's a big bang we can count on. That one's going to be a big bang that's going to destroy everything. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. I mean means the very particles that everything is made up with going to be melted away. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing then that... All these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons are ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God. We're looking forward to it, eagerly awaiting it, wanting it to come. Wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. That's what we're looking forward to. Big, beautiful, brand new earth, perfect in its creation. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that we look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of Him in peace, without spot and blameless. How do you do that? You confess your sins and He'll forgive you of your sins. Then you can be without spot and blameless. An account that the long-suffering or patience of our Lord is salvation, even as our brother Paul our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. And also in all his epistles, speaking of them, in them of things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. That's one of the big movements of today is to deny Paul and his writings. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. That's the caution. Consider who you heard it from. Where did you learn that? Don't be deceived by it. The YouTube The internet, the commentaries, even found in Bibles, are people's ideas, their imaginations, their opinions. If it cannot be backed up with the Word of God, it's just some guy's opinion, his imagination. Be very careful who you listen to. Back it up with the Scriptures or get rid of it. Don't listen to it. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Confess your sins, trust in the Lord, hang on for the ride because He's the one in control. The climate is changing because He's in control of it and ignore all those false prophets and false teachers out there. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for your word. It's so solid. As you say, we can stand firmly upon it. Help all of us have that desire to dig in there, to find the information that we need, so that we can boldly stand up in face of all these false teachers and false prophets and help them come to an understanding of the truth so they can come out of their wicked ways and become part of the family. We thank you all oh, so much for the opportunity you give us as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.